What's up, everybody? It's Monday. You know what that means? It's a new episode of the Mind of Manson podcast, guys. How we doing? How are we doing today? What y'all up to? We chilling? I'm chilling here with a fucking doobie in my hand. And a hundred fucking milligram drink in my other hand. Talking to y'all. What's cracking? It's me. Let's get into it right away. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Mind of Manson podcast. Hosted by me, your host, Colorado recording artist, Emiliano freaking Manson. You understand? You know how we do it. If you don't know how we do it, welcome to the Mind of Manson podcast. And shout out to you. Yeah, you fucker. Shout out to you wherever you're listening. Whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Shout out to all my listeners on Stitcher. Hold on, let me take a hit. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with anything, but I put a bunch of give. <coughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be one of them kind of podcast fuckers. <coughs> I put a bunch of Keith on this joint just to make it a little more special. You know what I'm saying? A little more special. Gotta put the special on it. Anyway, you guys know the episode. You know what it's about. You know what we're going to be talking about. So I figured I'd play a little bit of my old shit. What you're hearing in the background is called a song. It's a song called We Can't Be Stopped. It is off my first album that I put out when I was 19 years old. The D-I-E-L-P. This full album. I got physical copies like a motherfucker. If you still fuck with the physical copies, hit the DM on any of the social medias and we'll get you taken care of. If you don't know what a CD is, because you're a young motherfucking kid nowadays, which is fine, stream this fucking album on uh, SoundCloud. My first album is on SoundCloud. You can check that out at Emiliano Manson. That's M-A-N-S-Y-N. And, uh... <coughs> like I said, this is the old album. I'm 31 now. This album I'm bumping right now, I was uh, 19, 20, 21, something like that. Probably 21 or 22, I don't know, I'm getting high already. Anyway, um, fucking, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Fuck it. Take another hit. Take a hit ski to refresh the mind. Nah, man, but, uh. This old ass album is on SoundCloud. You guys are more than welcome to go download that shit. Check that shit the fuck out. It's a pretty kick ass album. It's pretty cool. But the new album, Red Rum, is on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, iHeartRadio. The whole you the whole album is on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Yup, it's been a long time since I've talked about music, so I'm not going to bump this the whole night. Um, (coughs) Let's see if country radio is actually playing some country. Yup, they are. Shout out to Lee Bryce. Hey, uh, go on my Instagram page, at Manson8305, M-A-N-S-Y-N-8305. I did a cover to this song. I did a cover to this song, and a lot of you guys really liked it. Um, 
Should I do it, y'all? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> About me and you. Stirring up our little town. I'm high, so I'm not doing it right. We could too, ladies. Tell me why we even trying to deny this feeling. I feel it, don't you feel it too? There's a rumor going round and round and round. What you say we make it true? Fuck you, bitch. Oh, my fucking lanyard went out while I was singing some country music. Ain't that a motherfucker? Son of a bitch. <coughs> now, anyway, I did a cover of this song on my Instagram, and a lot of you really liked it, and I really appreciate it. And I'm just going to be out. I'm, I'm going to drop a name real quick. Smithfield liked this. So, shout out to Smithfield Music. If you guys are unfamiliar with Smithfield Music, they are a tremendous country music duo out of Texas. Um, I saw them live at one of the Stampedes here in Marta Vista, Colorado, maybe a year or two ago. I'm not too sure. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Just using the good old hashtags and the power of the internet. The power of the internet ski, uh, they got a hold of it and liked it. So appreciate them. Appreciate all y'all. All y'all. So... This song went to number one for Lee Bryce. Here's Thomas T-shirt. Okay. I could talk so much shit right now, but it's Thomas Rhett. I've seen him three times. He's dope as fuck. You know, I'm I'm so over that. I'm over the, oh, the pop country, the Luke Bryan, eh, the Florida Georgia line. Eh. All you motherfuckers, all you putos still dressed like fucking females. That's the only thing I'm going to say. I'm not going to knock your music. I'm not going to knock your talent. The majority of you country fucks. The... My t-shirt. My t-shirt. My t-shirt. Sorry, sorry. No. No, no shit talking, Manson. No fucking shit talking. Even though that every single male country music artist, you're not going to talk shit about their talent now, Manson. You're not going to talk shit about the talent. You're not going to do that. Even though that sound is not traditional country music... And it doesn't sound anything like country music. You're not going to talk shit about it. Even though all these so-called guys, these so-called dudes, dress like... like I've seen one of these country music singers with like the Marty McFly sneakers. With the big old, with the big old tongue. And like... Skinny jeans and like the knees were all ripped and shit. And they were a brand new pair of pants. I'm like. And. He looked like he was singing for My Chemical Romance instead of for the country music. But anyway. 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 Um. No, I've seen Thomas Rhett twice. My bad. Not three times. I've seen Thomas Rhett and Mata Vista 
Colorado for one of the Sky High Stampedes when, uh, if you heard a rubbing just a minute ago, uh, that was me making a noise, fuckers. I saw Thomas Rhett in Monta Vista 2012 or 13 when he opened up for Tracy Lawrence at the Sky High Stampede. And the only song he had out was Something to Do With My Hands and It Goes Like This. The Thomas Rhett EP wasn't even out yet. And his wife Lauren was selling t-shirts. And um, everybody you see on Thomas Rhett's Instagram minus his two daughters were at that show in Monta Vista. You know, I don't think his dad was there. I don't think Rhett Aikens was there. But like everybody you see him on IG with was pretty much at that show. That's still the same crew that he gets down with. So it was cool to see Thomas Rhett as an opening act with only two songs out. And then I got to see him open up when he co-headlined with Kenny Chesney at the Broncos Stadium last year or a year ago. Maybe it might have been it might have been last year. I'm not too sure. I don't even remember. Too many joints, too many edibles, too many tinctures, too many fucking syringes of oil, too many fucking too many marijuana drinks, too many fucking dabs later. I don't even know. All I know is I've seen him twice and I got to see him play for like two, three thousand people <clears throat> at a small town rodeo to a fucking sold out Bronco Stadium where he actually brought his two daughters out with some headphones on. So it was dope. I don't know. I don't even know if this is Lady Annabelle. I'm I'm so out of touch with music. Like even like I for the past probably ten years, I couldn't tell you who any rapper is. Like I see these young fucks, these young fuck rapper fucks saying they looked up to people like Young Thug and Chief Keef and shit, which is completely fine. Both those artists I mentioned are amazing uh, musicians in their own way, but that just shows you how I skipped the gap. A generational gap to have these 19 20 year olds saying they came up on Thugga and, and Chief Keith because my shit was Eminem, Snoop, Dre, and like Pac. So you could tell I skipped a fucking at least 15 years worth of, at least 10 years worth of hip hop because I've always listened to it, but I listened to the shit I liked and the shit I liked only, you know what I mean? And that was everything from. <clears throat> Well, pretty much the underground independent scene. Everything from strange music, suburban noise records. <clears throat> excuse me. Suburban noise records at the time was hot. Uh, psychopathic records at the time was hot. It's always been Jedi Mind Tricks, Immortal Technique, K Reno. If you guys don't know who K Reno is, he's from Texas. You guys need to get up on it. Uh, you know, shit like that. Head P.E., Tech 9, Twisted, you know, Vinny Paz, you know, R.A. the Rugged Man, Ritz, you know, you know, then the mainstream stuff I would listen to, I don't really consider it mainstream because that's real hip-hop, street shit, you know, like Method Man, Red Man, the Blackout albums, all the Wu-Tang, you know what I'm saying, like all that shit, <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like, that was my shit, which is cool. Like, I'm not trying to be like the old head now back in my day. 
what I wanted to say before I got into this Thomas Rhett t-shirt uh, sellout rant deal is uh, I'm done. I'm I'm done with the I hate the pop country shit. I'm done being that guy. I'm done with the uh, the oh pop music is this and that and pop culture. I can't stand. I'm done being that guy. This. I hate pop country, that's not traditional country, that's not outlaw country. I'm done being that guy. Even though Cody Jinx and Tyler Childers are better than 90% of the fucks they play on the radio. Huh? It's so rewarding, so amazing. And he's been writing songs for years. And Thomas Rhett says the satisfaction he gets from writing a good song never diminishes. Every time I finish a song, you see, all the songwriters always look at each other and go, you know, she fucked up. You know why she fucked up? Let me tell you why she fucked up. Because she played a Thomas Rhett song. <clears throat> this fucking armrest is making some noise. Y'all hear that? It's an armrest. It's it's not the bed frame for me and the A&R's mom. You guys know the story. That's not it. It's an armrest. It's an armrest. No, it really is an armrest. I'm in the car. I'm not driving, fuckers. I'm parked. With the keys under the floor mat. Officer. And to the FBI agent listening in on this live while I record this. Through the recording device of my choosing. Sup, fucker? Tell your mom to save me a plate. Anyway... This DJ done fucked up because she done played a Thomas Rhett song and then she played, is either Florida Georgia Line or Lady Antebellum or Kane Brown or Justin Bieber. I don't know. They all sound the same. Manson, we talked about this. You're not going to be the bitter, the bitter old bastard anymore. better than this you are better than this anyway i'm saying she fucked up because she well to me anyway and i'm doing pretty good at this broadcasting thing because my dumbass came from a small town in colorado and decided to get a podcast that's getting played in other countries and shit so i <sighs> y'all forgot i'm still smoking huh fuckers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, she played a Thomas Rhett song, played a song by somebody else, and then played a Thomas Rhett, spoke, said, said something about Thomas Rhett, and then played a little interview clip of him. So, wouldn't you play that, say that little sentence and play that little clip right after the Thomas Rhett song? It's like, hey, yeah, let me play Five Finger Death Punch, and then after that, I'm going to play Shinedown's new song, then I'm going to play In This Moment's new song. And then I'm going to play Fozzie's new song. And then I'm going to play an interview clip from Ivan Moody talking about Five Finger Death Punch. That's fucking stupid. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Valley DJs. You get on my fucking nerves. You get on my fucking nerves, people. You know what else gets on my fucking nerves? When the joint goes out, you got to relight it. Yeah, so I'm outside smoking a doobie or a lanyard or a joint or a J. 
depends on wherever the fuck you're at. A marijuana cigarette. A pre-roll. But it's not a cancer stick. Do you understand me? This is not a cigarette. This is cigaweed. I got a feeling I'm going to get fucked up by the end of this podcast. Because out of that 100 milligram drink, I forgot I poured four capfuls in my sparkling water. And then a dab. And then now I'm trying to relight a joint talking to you guys sitting in the fucking dark recording a fucking podcast. Underneath, underneath that Amarillo sky. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hold on. Host one tactical. Up, up. Too many commercials. What else is on the radio? Ay, 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 cabrones. Chupa mi verga, puta. Oh, somebody's talking. I don't want to hear that shit. And I ain't going to play commercials in the background. Y'all kiss my ass. Y'all kiss my ass. Shout out to my sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Anchor for making all this cool shit happen. But let me spark this joint while I talk about my sponsors real quick. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? I got a hot rod for it and a two dollar bill. When I know a spot way over the hill. What does he say? If you're feeling foot loose and fancy free, then something's gonna come along with me. Hey, good looking. Motherfucker. Hell yeah. So, shout out to my sponsors, man. Me. Shout out to me. This uh, this podcast is fully independent, fully funded by me. Um, I don't have any agreements with anybody except, you know, all I all I got to do is not talk shit and not talk shit about people. And Anchor doesn't have to ask me to remove podcasts. And then everything's fine, hunky fucking dory. Nah, but the podcast is fully funded by me, fully independent. Um, if there's anybody out there that's willing to sponsor that's not a dick pill, feel free to hit me up. You know, even though I cuss and I'm a smartass and I smoke a lot of marijuana on this podcast and... You know, I still want, you know, because your kids, you know, your kids cuss. They're not fucking stupid. Your kids cuss. Your kids get in trouble. I don't care what age they are. They they know what's up. They're not stupid. 
So I don't really feel bad <clears throat> if I drop a fuck F-bomb fuck in the middle of an episode. Yeah, it sucks. Profanity is unprofessional. I am trying my very damnedest, bestest, estest, restest fucking to quit cussing. But it's fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? This shit is not fucking easy. It's fucking hard. Damn it. What's up with these fucking country lyrics? Take it from me if you want a t-shirt to sleep in. And then the other fucking my t-shirt. My t-shirt. I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna come up with a country song called Bitch Give Me Back My Fucking T-Shirt. And that's what it's gonna be called. Bitch give me back my fucking T-Shirt. My T-Shirt. Bitch give me back my fucking T-Shirt. Give me back my fucking T-Shirt. Give me back my fucking T-Shirt. You fucking bitch. And your daisy dukes and your tan legs under the moonlight. Under the moonlight. Give me back my fucking t-shirt under the moonlight. Drinking some moonshine. Give me my t-shirt, bitch. <laughs> this song is low-key racist as fuck. Toby Keithsky. My old man, sad old man. I'm a, I might remix this while I fucking talk about my fucking future in hip-hop. His heart, seeing foreign cars is built with fuel that isn't ours. See, damn old boy, why don't you go back where you came from? Nah, if he, if Toby Keith could get away with saying that, he would. This is my country speak, you don't belong here. I'm killing off all colors and queers. I'm Toby freaking Keith. The following was a cheap imitation by a stoner called Emiliano Manson from the small town in Colorado. Emiliano Manson does not endorse Toby Keith. Emiliano Manson does not own any Toby Keith lyrics or copyrights. Huh? What? I ain't gonna lie, that was fucking low-key awesome what I just did. That was dope. That was dope as fuck, huh? Yo, fuck you, Spick, go back where you came from. 45, 47, 35, 47. If you don't know what movie that's from, she's too young for you, bro. I'm feeling it now, y'all. I am feeling it now. I'm in the fucking groove. I'm in the mood. Should we talk about my future in music? Because I think we've all been wondering. Hell, I've been wondering. My loved ones have been wondering. Some fans have been wondering. A couple fans, a couple people have gotten kind of sad as fuck when... You see, because I've been... I've been down lately, guys. Kind of fucking sad, actually. Kind of depressed, actually. Like... I always kept telling my dad and 
and St. Chris and somebody else that's special that I quit music that I don't want nothing to do with it anymore without realizing that Toby Keith racist as fuck yo real quick how the fuck are you worth that much money when you don't put out that much music and you don't tour that much Cause I don't hear Toby Keith selling out stadiums like Kenny Chesney or fucking amphitheaters like L. Dean and arenas like <coughs> fucking Eric Church. I know he does shows here and there, like at the Clan Rally Festival, where he probably plays Sturges a lot. I would guess, you know what I'm saying? He probably does a lot of fucking uh, Johnny Rebel covers. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but how do you anyway this isn't about the Illuminati man so get back to your music get back to your fucking music you fucking son of a bitch you came here to do a fucking job do your fucking job do your just wish just just tell a cop that one do your fucking job just do your fucking job damn it you were three blocks behind me You motherfucker, you were three blocks behind me. I pulled into my yard, got out, walked in my house. You pulled in with your lights on, ordered me to get back in the car so you could pull me over. Now, that didn't happen to me, but I'm just saying. I'd settle for a slowdown. I don't know how I got about talking on, oh yeah, do your fucking job, do your fucking job, damn it, fucking Manson, do your fucking job, you son of a bitch, I've been telling people that mean the most to me that I quit music, and a couple random people here and there that ask if I still do it, and I'm like, nah, not really, man, nah, not really, and they're like, oh, cool, like, oh, you just quit like everybody else in the valley. I realized since May, June, <coughs> 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 damn, this is some good shit. No, um, I realized that I did walk away from music and quit for about four months. Because of one bad experience. But that one bad experience, that was it, son. That was it. You know what I'm saying? That was it. It wasn't even an experience. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, long story short, if you've been keeping up with the podcast, then you know what I'm going to say. If you haven't been keeping up with the podcast and this is like your first time listening and you're a couple episodes in, or if this is your first time listening to me. If this is your first time listening to me, what took you so long, fucker? No. Um, <clears throat> if you've been keeping up with me, 
in the podcast. Um, I'd settle for a slowdown too, Dirk Bentley. Me too. Now, long story short, I'm not going to give you guys my whole fucking life story about, oh, how I started in music and these are my influences and these are my influences and blah, 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 and yeah, yeah, you know, I was inspired by this guy, my style came from this guy, and I really want to rap like this guy, and I want to perform for these people, no, this, I'm not going to fucking do that, long story fucking short, if you're keeping up with the podcast, you know who I'm talking about, if you, if you haven't been keeping up with the podcast, and you don't know, really know what the fuck I'm talking about, um, Here's what happened. Sorry, sorry. Even though I don't drink anymore, those are words to live by. Ice cold beer never broke my heart. Anyway. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know who I'm talking about. If you haven't been listening to the podcast... I was offered a 360 deal. Well, I was offered a record deal for a very large, large amount of money from a very large major record label. But I know my shit. I'm not no fucking 20 year old fucking mumble rapper with fucking tattoos on my face. Excited to get out the hood. Fucking 31 years old. I've been doing this shit 21 years. I've done everything from fucking walk around car shows to sell fucking CDs. I've sold, I've made so much money selling CDs out the trunk. It's not even fucking funny. I've filled up gas tanks many times, multiple times, off selling CDs out the trunk. Sometimes I've made more money selling CDs out the trunk than my fucking nine to five at fucking Chili's back in the day. And that was full fucking time. So making money in this music shit is possible. Not nowadays with this streaming shit, but I'm not fucking stupid. That deal I was offered was a 360 deal. If you don't know what a 360 deal is, hit pause, ask Google, Siri, Cortana, or Ask Jeeves, is that shit still around? I remember that shit in fourth grade. Push mute and ask Jeeves what a 360 record deal is. And they will tell you. And whatever it says is what I was offered. And that means I'm not going to see no money really in the fucking end. They're going to change everything about me. And just long story short, I turned it down. And after making music and grinding and busting my ass for 21 fucking years, I was finally presented with a deal, and I turned it down. Um, to be honest, I know 360s are bullshit. I probably would have took it. I was only asking for two things. Shut up, you cabrona. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Hold up. I'm going to take a break real quick.
from this story. And I'm going to cut a promo on this radio chick. <clears throat> Real quick. You understand? Your ass needs to be doing something else. Because you suck more than the local sports team does when it comes to broadcasting. You suck, lady. Plain and simple. You need to get your chops up. You need to get your. You need to get that tongue sharp. You need to become more quick-witted. You dumb bitch. How the fuck are you gonna play somebody's song? Play two more songs. And then talk about the song you play two songs later. How you gonna do that, dumb bitch? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Are we better? I was only asking for two things, guys. And I'm, I've talked about this on, like, two podcasts already. I'm not going to repeat it. Well, I guess I kind of am, right? Ha, 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 ha. But. Um, all I was asking for was my master's in full creative control. And that major record label was like, fuck you. So I was like, all right, no thanks. And, you know, of course they talk shit. This is the biggest mistake of your life, blah, 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 whatever. But that really got me thinking. So I was like, wow. Because the whole point of making music is to... um, The whole point of making music is to... um, Well, for me, anyway, is to make a living off of this shit. Not to blow up, but at least to pay the bills off of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Fucking girl. That's my girl right there. Um, She is... A three-year-old rescue pup. Well, I've had her since she was... As soon as, I don't know how old they are, when the, as soon as they're ready to get either sold or adopted, she's just a baby when I got her, but she's fucking three now. She's just as fucking nuts as I am. Anyway, um... Oh, oh, fucking get more notes, oh... I don't do this shit for fun, ladies and gentlemen. Hip-hop is, music has not been fun for me in a long time. It is now a business. It is a business for me. Um, it has been a business always. It started off fun, like hoping, oh, hope, hopefully one day I'll make it. And then when I realized that you could go independent and make a living off of it, and when I started doing it little by little, like making money off of it, I was like, this shit, is, this shit can get for real one day. So ever since my first album came out, 
back in 2000, whatever I said it was back earlier, um, whatever it was, um, <clears throat> whenever it was, whenever it came out a handful of years ago, um, I, uh, I, um, I got to the point in my life where I was like, yo, <clears throat> this shit is no longer for fun, man. This song was written by Casey Musgraves. Fun fact. And if you ever get a chance, check out Casey Musgraves' version of this song. Miranda Lambert is fucking so sick and fucking amazing. Always has been. Always will be. But Casey, her fucking version is just dark and creepy and weird and like, like the emotion in it is just dark, like dark and not give a fuck, like, you know what I mean? But anyway, back to the story, um... I decided that this is uh, this is now a business for me, and I ain't gonna stop until I fucking make it. I had the chance to make it and made a U-turn and turn around. So at the end, I was like, "Well, what the fuck am I gonna do now?" Because I literally have no plan B, and I still have no plan B, and I quit making music. For a little bit, well, pretty much. You know what I mean? I kind of did. But. You know, I guess I did kind of quit. You know what I mean? But... Plain and simple, all I, all I talked about was quitting music to the to my loved ones. And they understood why. They've seen what I went through. You know? They've seen all the pain and all the fucking money and... All the fucking traveling and the big shows... The dope shows, the small shows, the lame shows. We did a show one time. A long ass time ago. Like, a long ass time ago. Um, this song is dope as fuck. Shout out to Midland. Um, 
There was literally nobody there. It was in San Luis, Colorado for the Santana days. There was literally nobody there. After like the first song, me and St. Chris looked at each other and we walked the fuck off stage and just drove back home to Alamosa. talking about oh yeah we walked the fuck off stage we've, we've done some big shows we've done some small shows we've worked with some dope artists we've worked with some sketchy artists um Um, when we were younger, um, we used to get fucking record label offers from reputable companies, um, You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you know, um, when we were teenagers, we got offered some, we were approached by some shitty independent labels in New Mexico. And then when we, uh, when I put out my album and he put out his album, our first albums, you know, we got approached by another record label. And then uh, a couple years later, um, I got approached for a publishing deal, well, a songwriting deal for a record company, a record label out of Nashville that is no longer in business. But um, if you know who Maddie and Tay is, it was their first record label before they just switched. Um... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, like, for example, um, we've been getting record deal offers since we was fucking 16, so this was nothing new to me. This just happened to be the biggest one for the most amount of money. Probably the most amount of money I will ever see in my fucking life. So after that, I was like, well, pretty much. It's, uh, I don't know, that joint hit me pretty good, guys. That joint hit me pretty good, guys. Basically, I told myself, you know, ain't no record label out there, whether if it's independent or major, they ain't gonna let you keep your masters, plain and simple. Some labels might let you do creative control, but ain't no way you're gonna let you them let you keep your masters without you dropping some serious fucking cash on it. Because I don't give a fuck who you are. In this music business, I don't give a fuck who you are, how much power you have. If you don't have your masters, son, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? 
me as an independent artist, I have more creative control, more freedom, and at least I own my music. Taylor Swift, that puta po Taylor. Po -ta she don't even own her music, la cabrona. She don't even own it. You know? You know what I mean? So I was like, well, fuck. Either I roll the dice and do all this independent shit again, or I try for another fucking... You know what I mean? So, so like, I don't know, like, does that make sense, guys? Does that make sense? Like, do I keep pushing for something in hopes of some, that I get my master's I don't have to sell my soul, and I low-key don't get fucking demonic spirits cast into my rich, uh, into my masters, into, just pretty much that, pretty much I don't want to be a soulless, demonic fucking entertainment fuck that you see on fucking TV, I don't want to fucking be that person, I don't want the money to change me, I don't want to fucking change, I don't want to be away from the people I've fucking love um hey what's up it's Dustin Lynch and you just heard my new song Rotten Roots listen to the best country around in Del Norte on 103.1 KALQ you know like Ah, uh, this song will fucking help me get through it, what I'm trying to say. You know, this is my favorite song. I don't know why. Sorry guys, I'm stoned, I'm vibing to this shit, trying not to honestly break down while I talk about this shit. Um, for almost six months I walked away from something that means so much to me that was hopefully my ticket of making a good living for me and my family and my future family 
You know what I'm saying? What's up guys, sorry about that, um, I know I don't have to explain myself to you guys, but what that vibrating was, it was actually, you guys know that A&R record label scout guy that I've been talking about, well, it's kind of embarrassing because his mom was sitting right next to me and the, her vibrating panties went off and I caught it on audio and... Oh wow, it's embarrassing, so I, I do apologize for that, guys, um, I'm sorry about that, you know, um, sometimes things happen, oops, oh well, haha, um, yeah, that's, that's embarrassing, I can't believe that, that, that his mom's panties, the vibrating panties went off during the podcast, I can't believe, that's embarrassing, I'm so sorry. Wow. Wow, son. How fucking embarrassing. So, that makes me think of something. I was getting my hair cut by St. Chris. And uh, he told me that he knew somebody that was showing him something on his phone. And he goes, hey, bro, if, like, ads of animal porn of bestiality pop up, just just ignore it. Sometimes that shit pops up on my phone. And we both agreed. Motherfucker, that's all you look at. Like, your phone probably has, like, fucking viruses and fucking bugs. Like a motherfucker. You sick. 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 Nasty. Son of a bitch. Shame on you. Fucking shame the fuck on you, bro. That's just... You, you're a dirty bastard. You dirty bestiality bastard. That's... You dirty bestiality bastard. Dirty... Dirty bestiality bastard. Dirty bestiality bastard. Fuck. I'm recording this watching Live PD and they just caught this motherfucking junkie in Santa Fe, New Mexico and the officer was pricked by the syringe. Oh, that sucks. Fucking junkies. But yet we're supposed to care and cater to you and put safe dispensers in the... Manson! Get back on... Get back on topic. Get back on topic. You've made these poor people wait long enough. You ready for the announcement? It's time for the announcement. Let me take a drink of water and then a hit and then I'll tell the announcement. Yup. Well, it's time I make the announcement. This new post, Malone, is genius. 
I'm telling everybody, like, Post Malone was always a star because, you know, he was always a fucking pop star. There's a difference between being a pop star and a fucking rock star and making your mark. And uh, I think this album, it's on some masterpiece type shit, and it, I think it made him make his mark in the fucking music industry. If you guys know what I mean, then you know what I mean. So, yeah, I don't know how to break this announcement to everybody, you know what I'm saying, because I spent like the last 50 minutes, I guess, the last 50 minutes of, um, You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. I don't know how to do this announcement, y'all. I've been pouring my heart and soul that I didn't sell out to you guys for like the past 50 minutes and the vibrating panity, panty, panity. The vibrating panty incident happened, so that's kind of embarrassing. But anyway, um, plain and simple, y'all. Let me put it like this. I've been making music for 21 years, and I'm damn fucking good at it. I'm never one to be cocky, but I wanted the best in Colorado to do it, if not, period. The only difference is I have not had my big break yet. I'm not on Instagram every day making videos telling y'all to follow me. I'm not making videos on YouTube telling y'all to subscribe. I'm not fucking training my bank account paying for fucking concert tickets to sell to you guys to open up for so-and-so. Y'all rappers out there, stop that shit, man. Y'all better than that. Y'all pay four, <clears throat> four or five hundred dollars to sell concert tickets. For what? Exposure? What kind of exposure, bro? Are you selling merch at these shows? Do you have an agreement with the fucking crooked promoter? Saying, hey, fucker, let me set up my merch table. Let me sell my T-shirts, my CDs, my stickers, my pipes, my fucking, all my merch. Are you doing that at least? Or are you hoping that you get exposure from that? Because I don't pay to play. And I don't pay for followers. That's why if you look at my IG page... I'm not that big on followers because the people that follow me are the only real motherfuckers that can handle my shit because they're real as fuck like me. I don't do this corny fucking Instagram shit. This go viral shit. I don't pay to play. I don't play pay DJs to play my shit in the club. Probably won't ever even hear my shit in the club. 
For 21 years, ladies and gentlemen, I have worked my ass off. I have paid my dues. I've been in front of huge fucking crowds and no fucking crowds. I've actually made a little decent living off there for a while off my first album. Back when you used to sell physical copies and people cared about CDs. This is not me being cocky. This is me letting y'all know that ain't familiar with me, that I ain't no rookie. I ain't no punk bitch. I ain't no punk bitch. What I'm telling you is real. What I'm telling you is coming from the heart. The only thing I've ever cared about in life is music. And I don't say that in like a selfish way. What I mean is when I was young, that's what I knew I wa- that's what I knew I wanted to do when I grew up was to make music. I'm not saying oh that's all I cared about. Of course I cared about loved ones and stuff like that. But there is no plan B for me. Unless, you know, heh, something happens. <clears throat> you need to quit talking about that dude's mom already, Manson. You're going to get in trouble. Thanks, manager. In case you guys didn't recognize, my manager sounds exactly like me. Because, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But there is no plan B for me. There is no school. I used to think I either make this or I fucking don't. I either make it or I fucking die trying. But one thing I'm not gonna do is sell my soul to be a fucking star. One thing I'm not gonna do is become an industry queer to be rich and famous. One thing I am not gonna do is become about radio hits to become rich and famous. One thing I am not gonna do is fucking get down with your agenda. One thing I am not gonna do is let you tweak my appearance. One thing I am not gonna do is let you fucking fuck with my fucking sound. I've been turning down record labels and record deals for fucking years. That's nothing new to me. That's nothing fucking new. This just happened to be the big one, y'all. This just happened to be the motherfucking big one. And like I said, it was a 360 deal. Whoop-de-doo. People get offered 360 deals every day. But when you know the truth and you know the truth movement and, and you're saved through Jesus Christ... You know what comes along with fame and fortune. It even says in the good old bookski. It's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than it is a rich man to get into heaven. And me, I'm the type of person that don't really need to be rich. I just don't want to punch the clock and cook. And fucking do all this other shit that I used to do for a 9 to 5 for a living. When I know making music for a living is possible. I don't need the fortune and fame. I just don't want to work for anybody else. I just want to make my music to make a living. And when I got that offer 
from a certain record label. I was like, damn, this is it. And like I've been saying, the only two things I've asked for is creative control and my masters. And this experience pretty much let me know that no record label in the fucking world will ever let you have your masters. You might get lucky with creative control, but not the masters. And me, I'm the type of dude that wants to own my shit. You know what I'm saying? I want to own my shit. I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. I see a lot of rappers out there. There's, there's so many rappers. It's disgusting. It's pathetic. It's disgusting. It's, it's a joke nowadays. Everybody's a rapper. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody wants to be an MMA fighter. Everybody wants to be a pro wrestler. Everybody's on fucking Xanax. Everybody's shooting up with needles. Kids are fucking sensitive nowadays. They don't go outside and fucking play. So that just left me being, well, fuck. Why should I... Because being independent is rough, y'all. I don't know if y'all know this or not. Especially if you have to have a 9 to 5 and pay bills and take care of loved ones and all kinds of other stuff. Being independent is rough. Unless you got somebody like a Travis. Or or get lucky and build something like psychopathic. You know what I mean? Independence is fucking rough. People think being independent is cool. It's not fucking cool. It's the hardest thing you will ever do in your fucking life. Being an independent musician is the hardest thing you will ever do in your motherfucking life. You ever got booed, motherfucker? You ever just got stared at, motherfucker? You ever got laughed at, motherfucker? You ever performed for nobody? Motherfucker. Then if you perform for a fuckload of people. Motherfucker. And then the next night there's nobody. Motherfucker. I don't know why I'm saying. I'm high as fuck y'all. Um. I don't know about y'all. But I don't record myself. You know. I don't got the Pro Tools. And the fucking MacBook. And the little fucking little blue eyeball mic and a bunch of fucking egg cartons stapled to the wall and fucking Beats headphones. I, I don't have that shit. I don't fucking have that shit. I don't have it. I take my ass to a real studio with a real engineer who works with real artists. Shout out to Jesse. Shout out Midwest Jess and Colorado Sounds up in Denver. After doing this shit for 21 fucking years, ladies and gentlemen, and Turning down 
a lot of money. A lot of money. Life fucking changing money. I guess, ladies and gentlemen, big announcement is when it comes to my music, plain and simple, y'all. fucking quit I fucking quit I fucking quit using this one deodorant because it was giving me a rash and now that I'm not using it anymore I feel way better no more chafing who would have fucking thought ladies and gentlemen Emiliano Manson is staying independent I am no longer will never ever 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 Look for a record deal, chase a record deal, or want a record deal ever in my fucking life again. Unless it comes from strange music. But other than that, no, you probably not even, I don't know. I'm just so fucking salty at the whole fucking industry. It better be the right label and the right fucking deal and the right fucking money. But other than that. Any major rate, any major record label, all you major record labels out there, you evil fucking queers, you demonic fucking son of a bitches, all you industry sissies, all you industry pussies, from Colorado's own Emiliano Manson, all the major record labels. Kiss my fucking ass. So what does this mean? This means I get back to writing. This means I get back to the fucking studio. And this means... That I just keep going. And making music for the people that care about me. Because I care about y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't even know, I don't even know how else to fucking say it, pretty much, you know what I mean, like, I'm staying independent, I ain't even trying to start my own fucking record label, I ain't even trying to do that shit, I'm just gonna be an independent motherfucker, if you want me on track, I don't care if we homies, if we fucking know each other, whatever, this is a business, I hope you understand, you gotta pay me now. Just like, just like people that ain't know me and people that, all that, Manson charges nowadays. Don't ask me to do your shows for free or sell your tickets because I'm going to be charging some money. You pay top dollar for top services and that's what my fucking live show is. Um, only a few people get a pass. If you want me on podcast, motherfuckers, you're going to have to pay. It's time to take this Emiliano Manson fucking bullshit, this Emiliano Manson brand, you know what I'm saying? 
It's time to take this shit to the next fucking level. No more fucking around. So, so pretty much, man, what that means is, what that means is uh, you're going to be seeing me a lot more on the internet. I'm going to be promoting my music a lot more. Be promoting the podcast a lot more. Because if you can't tell, the podcast started getting depressed. I started getting way fucking higher. I started getting more stoned and more stoned and higher and fucking higher and fucking higher and way fucking higher. Because I've been legit so fucking down and depressed since May. It's September. I've been depressed as fuck since May. I'm finally starting to feel happy and feel like myself again. And to me, that's important. You have to fucking take care of yourself. So, thank y'all for bearing with me. I know the podcast has uh, gotten weirder, a lot more stoned, and we kind of fell off the serious subjects because I was too depressed to talk about some serious shit. That's why I've been doing nothing but ghost stories and exorcist stories and edible episodes and shit because I've been so fucking depressed. So, I'm feeling better with no fucking medication except cannabis and CBD. Cannabis and CBD. A lot of THC. A lot of THC. So, uh, just know that I love y'all and I've missed y'all. Your Uncle Manson's back and he's independent. So, With that being said, um, I feel a lot better. Feels like a weight is off my chest. And um, I feel a lot better, y'all. Back to your regular scheduled programming. Um, Yeah, man. Plus, that's why I took last week off. You know why I took last week off? Because I don't know how to come back from that 100 milligram episode, ladies and gentlemen. Holy fuck. I forgot I had a nipple made of bacon. I completely forgot about that shit. I gotta go back and listen to that because... Random fucking people are just telling me, I can't believe you said this. This was fucking funny. And I'm like, holy fuck, I said that shit. So. And yes, I still got the AC on in September. I know y'all understand. Y'all feel me on that. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Just, yeah, shit. Fucking plain and simple. You know, you guys know how the fuck we do it. And how in the fuck we get down here on the Mind of Manson podcast. And what the fuck is this that's popping up? 
I don't know. All I'm saying is, hell yes, we're going to do this shit. And what? The high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that, that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one Who of our soldiers. Alan when we see that being used against children and in Odessa, guys, the mother up. of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15, and that mother girl. watched her bleed to death over the course what? of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Well, Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Did he just say, "Hell yes, we'll take your AR-15"? Did is that what? Hold on a second, guys. Hold on. He's, he, he wants to take our guns. Hold on a second. I'm going to get my gun. Man, what the fuck? Respect me. I'm going to get my gun. Calm down, man. No, you calm down. Man, what the fuck? What's your fucking respect? Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Make sure you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Remember, remember, wipe front to backwards. Wash your hands. Drink plenty of water. Be safe, especially in sex. And uh, yeah, go listen to the music. Emiliano Manson, the new album, Red Room, on all major streaming platforms. Good night!